Good morning, everybody. This is Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Let's get into it. So I had a very interesting weekend. I really just went uh, on one of my YouTube deep dives and I discovered Patrick, uh, Patrick Bet David's channel. It's called Valuetainment. And he's from Iran. So I already like him because he reminds me of my professor at college from Iran, Dr. Malik. Um, There's just a direct, very forward way of communicating uh, that they seem to have, (laughs) uh, understandably. Um, And his channel is just like a rabbit hole for me because I'm not a conservative, but I'm also not a liberal. Um, And this country seems to just ignore the fact that there are many, many people who don't identify with either party, especially 2023's version of both parties. They they all just seem corrupt, a bunch of liars. They're all in bed with somebody. Um, the blue worships George Soros because he gives them money. But if you were to look into his background, I think you would be troubled. There's something about him. He's like a sociopath or something. And then you've got... I think uh, St. Louis is a great microcosm. So Patrick Bed David asked the question, what is Soros's end game? And I think his end game is basically what's happening in St. Louis. It was not a big secret that he uh, gave money to uh, St. Louis's circuit attorney in the city. And, you know, she just got run out of office because she was not prosecuting anybody. And she was in law, uh, not law school, in nursing school, getting her graduate degree in nursing or something on the city taxpayer's dime. She was using her city-issued card to go. I mean, that is crazy corruption. And when you read about his idea of what open society should be, which is basically people aren't smart enough to figure out what they want. So, um, you know, basically his view of open society is it's open to people like him because he's a billionaire and he understands what people need people need so um it's very strange but the guy's a megalomaniac but he hates trump but he sounds like trump it's very strange so anyway i think st louis is a microcosm of what his end game is which is utter chaos this is a man who pretended to not be jewish during the holocaust and went around um you know taking people Jewish people's possessions just before they went to the ovens and to these concentration camps. And he feels absolutely no remorse about it. There's something very strange about that to me. And the fact that people can overlook that uh, for their own personal gain and take his money for their political campaigns is fucking stunning to me. I mean, the, the lack of character and the glitch in the human design is greed. I truly believe that. And it could be greed for money. It could be greed for sex. It could be greed for food. Whatever whatever you're greedy about um, or whatever you feel like you don't have enough of. And as soon as you get some, you're just like, I got to have more of it. Uh, and everybody's thing is different. But the glitch in the human design is absolutely greed. And, you know, think about it. If you are making $100,000 a year, there's no way you're going to go back to $40,000 a year. 
So imagine as the stakes get higher and you're, you know, traveling in the circles of people who make billions of dollars a year, they're not going going back to making millions millions of dollars a year when they've been making billions of dollars a year. So, you know, the problem with America as it's designed is greed (laughs) because people are greedy and full of shit. All these people who just stand in your face and tell you all these stories about what they're going to do and what they stand for. And it's all just a total lie. And America buys marketing campaigns. People, they have a sick and distracted and I mean, Patrick Bed David's channel. It's called Valuetainment. It's very interesting. The guests he has on are not people you're going to see on regular TV. They're knowledgeable, they're smart, they're articulate, and they are sharing with you their world vision. And it's bleak, but it doesn't have to be bleak. The only reason why it's bleak is people are so out of touch. They're so doped up on Coca-Cola and McDonald's uh, and reality TV, they can't think straight, you know? It's just, it's really, really troubling. We are in the worst shape we've ever been. If someone was going to decide to like invade America, we probably wouldn't even be able to fight. And it's curious, why are all of our resources going to Ukraine? I, on the surface, I don't really, I can't say that I understand the Ukraine conflict other than Putin is greedy and trying to keep his his own country alive by, you know, being a viper to a neighboring country. I respect that Ukraine has fought them off, but I also just found out that Ukraine is like this huge sex trafficking place. Uh, they also do a lot of stuff that's kind of shady in terms of like, uh, you know, cyber criminality. Um, you know, there's some legit stuff, of course, but there's also like a it's it's got a bastion of crime involved. And I'm beginning to think that there's some massive, giant child sex ring going on, not in a QAnon way, but I think that there's something going on with like Epstein and his connections. Why won't they release who's on this, you know, on these um, logs of his? And when I say massive, I mean massive on a global scale. Because I can tell you just in where just where I live in St. Louis County, there are tons of uh, child sex offenders. And I don't mean, listen, it's all wrong, but I'm not talking like an 18 year old with a 17 year old. I'm talking about grown, grown men wanting to be with children from infancy to 17. And it's disgusting. And I believe that some of these people that that are so concerned about what it's going to reveal when we find out about Jeffrey Epstein, that, you know, people don't care so much about, you know, homosexual stuff. I'm thinking about uh, Sean Combs right now. I, I don't know Puffy personally. He was at Howard a very, you know, brief amount of time when I was there. And for years, I thought it was really cool what he had built. Um, But now, you know, 25 years later, it's like most of his artists are broke or dead. I'm not sure what Mary J. Blige was able to do to keep herself off the broken dead list. But 98% of his artists are, are broke or not alive or troubled in some other way. 
you know. And then you've got you've got to look back at like his Biggie catalog. Like he's made money off of Biggie longer than Biggie was alive. And there's just there's just some stuff if you start paying attention it's like wait a minute that seems weird and at this age when I look at him and I think some of this stuff isn't crazy it's not all crazy and I wish Patrick Bet David would would delve into to hip-hop and the number of young artists who've either been compromised or killed and why that is happening at, at such a frequent rate you know, like it's such a frequency and people appear to be getting set up, you know, like these record companies and managers or someone is standing to gain when these artists die, because now you can control them and you can control their catalog, you know, and I'm beginning to think that there's some, you know, medieval type uh, behavior going on in, in the music industry. Um, yeah, I mean, just when you listen to the music, there's two pieces going on here for me. There's two parts. There's the fact that the music is so not inspirational. There's no nutritional value to it. Who wins in the long run when people just want to kill each other based off the music they listen to? Certainly not us. Certainly not people of color. And there is a long-term... Darwinian game going on here that that people don't seem to notice. Like I grew up on a, in a completely different era. When I was a little kid, I was being fed the OJ's and Earth, Wind and Fire and Shaka Khan and Rufus and um, even you know Elton John and Bachman Turner Overdrive and you know we listened to all kinds of music in my house and it was fun. We had fun. This music now is not fun. It's designed to make you want to kill somebody that looks just like you. I mean, on sight. You walk outside and this person who looks just like you, they got to go. I mean, it has been an indoctrination and a programming and it ought to be concerning to all of us. And then the other piece of it is who is making money when somebody like Pop Smoke gets killed? He has two records out, two Two, he releases two projects, I think, and then he gets murdered. And it looks like a robbery, sure, but, you know, is it really a robbery or did somebody set him up? It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, I can't think of the other guy. I want his P&B somebody. He got murdered. You know, it's just like, who benefits when, when an artist you know, gets killed like that. Take off. Who benefited from that? And I think they're fair questions. They're, they make you seem like you're crazy when you start asking questions, but you're not crazy. It's worth, it's a good question. It's worth uh, noting. Like, what's going on in the music industry? And why aren't people outraged? Why aren't people like Sean Combs coming out and saying, you know, damn, y'all, let's stop killing each other. What's going on? You know, Jacqueline Avant gets murdered in her home, 80-some years old. How Have you been to Beverly Hills? It's really hard to just wander around with a gun and kill people there. You kind of stand out, you know. And trust me, crime in L.A. is crazy. When I was there, I thought it was nutty. Like, just anything could happen. But the reality is some of the stuff, 
just it's questionable. And so you have to wonder, like, who's pulling the strings, the character, the integrity of these people? Like, what's going on for real? And where is our character? Why are people incensed about this? You know, there are things that are going on just locally. And you wonder, like, why are people furious? You know, it's we're kind of just disconnected. Listen, I don't believe in inundating yourself with the news. But you need to know some news. There's no way we can possibly begin to change any of the narrative of what's going on in America if we don't know what's going on. I disagree with all the people that don't watch the news. It'll penetrate your spirit. Well, if that's what's going to take you down, then your spirit's not strong enough. You need to get into the spiritual gym. Because there's no way you you have to understand the level of depravity and uh, lack of character that we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? You you need to understand where the demons and the devils are, who they are. Uh, you need to develop your sense of discernment, and you need to read what's going on, and and figure out what we're gonna do about it, because it it is really disturbing on a lot of levels. And uh, this channel is interesting, Pat Patrick Bet David. I I think. I like his style. I like Joe Rogan's style. I like um, uh, Ed Milet. And I think I'm a combination of all of them, but from a black female perspective. Um, I really enjoy uh, some of this alternative mainstream programming. I mean, because if you just watch TV and watch the news, you're getting no nutritional value. The news is so horrible. And I think not just content wise some of the news can be terrible but the way it's presented is terrible too like newspapers don't have investigative journalists anymore people are afraid to ask questions because why because billionaires own all the newspapers so they use them the only only media sources you can trust are independent ones because they're not bought out by anybody it sounds cynical but seriously this is what we're doing i'm telling you i've been telling you we're playing the game of thrones and if you're not playing the game is playing you it's that simple you know why hasn't any major news outlet told you how bad it's going to be when dementia winter hits because it's coming within five years you're gonna have i don't know i'm conservatively guessing at least 20 percent of the baby boomers are gonna have um dementia And what they're not telling you is these hospitals and insurance companies have figured out how to not cover any of it. You know, you're you're going to literally have to get a book and a Internet search and just go for what you know on your own and figure out who's going to help you. In some cases, you won't get any help and you're just going to have to make it work, whether it's for your parents, your in-laws, your spouses, whoever. Someone around you is going to get dementia and you can avoid dementia if you, um, I think now I'm not saying a hundred percent, but I definitely know you make yourself a lot better if you stop drinking, if you basically stop killing your brain cells and stop smoking and start, uh, moving your body and don't don't consume a, a, a lot of sugar. In fact, don't consume any sugar if you can avoid it. Um, and that puts you in a, in a much better place to protect your brain. 
because I'm telling you, you don't want this disease. It's bad, bad, bad. And I'm not sure why. Who benefits from not telling us what's really going on in the world? Who People who, who think they know what's best for you and they are pretending to help us, but they don't care anything about us. And that's George Soros in a nutshell. And just because you're a Democrat, that doesn't mean you have to fall in line and fall in love with this dude. He sounds dangerous. And there are a lot of other dangerous people. I, I mean, like I said, I don't know what what Puffy's legacy is going to be, but it just seems like it's not going to end well for him because there's just too many people around him that did not make a dime. And he seems unrepentant about it because I'm guessing he's like, well, other people got robbed. You know, you either the person getting robbed or the robber. So R. Kelly has tons to say about Jay-Z now that he's in prison. You know, I don't know. I don't understand. I th- I think the fame machine is strong, and I think it gets people out here thinking they're above the law. But when they're done with you, you you have to go to prison too. If the FBI decides to do their job, if you're not high up on the uh, to save list anymore, <laughs> you you actually will go to prison. There's there's a reason why Woody Allen isn't in prison, and he should be. He should be. But people make, they get in these circles and they get protected. They make friends and they get protected. And I do believe Woody was protected by Jeffrey Epstein. And there are a lot of people like him who are on that list that people admire and like and like, oh, he's so talented. Oh, they're so smart. They're so great. And they're on this child sex trafficking list. It's disgusting. And I'm I'm guessing Jeffrey made money by being an extortionist. They haven't quite called it that, but basically he was blackmailing a ton of people, calling himself a a hedge fund manager or a financial manager without any financial transactions. You tell me what's what. Clearly he's got the goods on Les Wexner. Uh he had look up Leslie Wexner. He basically is Columbus, Ohio and the Limited. Um, and he took a lot of money from him and he extorted a lot of money from other people. He caught them in compromising positions while providing them with the girls to catch them in compromising uh, positions. Bill Clinton is probably most definitely, uh, more guilty than, than people think. Um, you know, anybody who was a sex freak, you know, couldn't keep it in their pants. I'm sure Epstein has videos of them with 14-year-old girls. And I think it goes beyond just politics. And I think it goes beyond just, you know, the names that we know about. And I think a lot of these people are disappearing and getting messed up. And, uh, you know, people are, are trying to cover their bases. But you can't kill everybody. You know, so and it's it's just a crazy time. I'm beginning to think a lot of the plots from uh, Eyes Wide Shut that that blessing of the hoes, you know, that scene where the, the girls don't have on no tops and the, all the men have on masks and they're just basically having all this sex. I think all of that stuff happens, but they forgot to include the people who are sexual slaves, the children. 
um, you know, the people who have been drugged and kidnapped and brought to those parties. Uh, I think they forgot to put that in the movie or they didn't want to get too close to it. But also I think uh, House of Cards, while it was unsettling, uh, probably some of that was too close to home. How they got that made, I don't know. The amazing David Fincher. All right, everybody. I know it sounds dark and grim, but I believe good triumphs over evil. I believe that good people are outnumber bad people. But the problem is the good people got to recognize evil when it shows up. And some of y'all ain't ready. Some of you all just pretend that you don't see uh, demonic behavior when you have it displayed for you. You got to stop doing that. It's not safe out here. to. It's not a good time or safe time to be naive. You you got to believe what you see. And uh, believe it or not, Andrew Tate made a great point on, on Pat, Patrick Bet David's uh, channel, which is it's a long game. But the game is if I can convince you to not believe your own eyes, then I have all the power. So that was one thing I heard that was fascinating. And then someone else said the real issue with America is you either believe America is great or you believe America is the problem. And and those are the only two questions. Is America great or is America problematic? And that's the world. Uh, that's how the world is functioning right now. The globe is functioning around whether they believe America is an awesome place or a terrible place. And how you feel about it is also going to sum up, you know, how you approach this country. I actually do think it's great. Is it perfect? No. Do I want to live somewhere else? Nah, not yet. But if I can't stomach any more of this corruption and if I can't stomach people not actually bringing people to justice, if I feel like it's just too corrupt, then yeah, I'll, I'll change my mind. But I still feel like there's hope. And if you knew what I did for a living and if I can be hopeful, anybody can be hopeful. <laughs> Have an amazing, amazing Tuesday. Knock yourself out. It's already the middle of June. Let's go. Hustle, hustle, hustle. There's no St. Louis without the STL. So I know how to hustle. So you got to go. You got to push. Every day means something. Every day has value. God gave you a mission. And it's your day every day to move the needle. So let's go. Have a wonderful one. Be your best.